Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. another episode of high five the podcast i am q and joined as always by the incomparable mia hello <laughs> if she's here with us been banging her head, and the amazing jay what's happening jay <laughs> welcome Ooh. to my lair <laughs> how very villainous of you <laughs> <laughs> oh, just it's an audio. over. I just, I was just realizing it's an audio medium, and me like doing a fake like mustache twirl and going, hmm, just sounds like me really enjoying that our audience is here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, audience. I'm Jay. How's it going? Uh, guys, I am pumped to talk about this with you. Now, for those who don't know, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we usually record our episodes kind of in a batch setup. And this episode, every once in a while, we'll have like one straggler episode that we like don't get to record. It just keeps getting like pushed further down the field. Like it's oh, either like not time. timely oh, or like, oh, time. yeah. And this is, <laughs> well, hey, did you just, did you just bark? No, <laughs> that was a hiccup, of, an attempt at controlling my hiccup. <laughs> it sounded like a little, like, yippee dog. <laughs> was she awesome. was, she was very much agreeing with us sometimes moving episodes and she's like, yep, we do that. Uh, <laughs> I was expressing yep. how I felt about that. <laughs> um, and this episode, as, as we talked about off air, Mia has had this this list prepared and just sitting for a while. So it's oh, yeah. time that we put these lists to use. Now, Jay, I know you and I are both 80s children for sure. Through and oh, through. my goodness. Yes, through and through. We grew up uh, surrounding ourselves and in indulging in the 80s culture. We weren't far enough removed when we were older in the 90s that the 80s pop culture wasn't still a big part of our lives. Mia, where do you fall on that spectrum? Are you like... Are you an 80s kid? You a 90s kid? Um, well, I was um I, I was saying earlier I was being incubated in 89, but oh, uh, I actually grew up <laughs> specifically when it comes comes to movies. I've I've watched quite a bit of 80s movies without realizing that I've watched quite a bit. But certainly maybe not as many as other people who were born uh sure. in 1990, but it was it's a um, 
I like to think I knew, like, I'm str I'm still struggling with my list. I'm staring at it and I'm like, is this the right one? Is this the right one? Because there's like two of them that I really want on my list, but the other ones are so good. I don't want, you know. Oh, I, so you're still, you're like, even though your list is old, it's still being reworked. It's still uh, just yeah. like, <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> just, just like 80s movies themselves, this list just lives with us and we, ha it just gets reworked and gets reworked over and gets re-involved. And honestly, I think it's time we, we high five dive in. Cause I have a lot to talk about when it comes to 80s movie villains. Let's high five. High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. Guys, I'm so excited to talk about this subject matter. Now, who put this on the list? I think I did. It, I uh, think I did. I I think you did, but I immediately started like bolding it. And I was like, this one, we need to do this one because I was I, so happy when you put it on the list. Yeah. 80s movie villains oh. is something that I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but 80s, 80s villains are unlike any villains in the history of pop culture. Like, there was a type of mm -hmm. villain, and I'm not saying they're all the same, but there was a feel to villains yeah. from the 80s that I feel like hasn't really been replicated past the 80s like it kind of lived breathe and died in the 80s for the most well, part well it was such a it was such a weird and i was gonna say it's like the decade of villains in a weird way it's like there was a lot of you know in the early ages of cinema there were a lot of like big characters there were a lot of like cinematic techniques and like the cinema was the star like look we can film a train robbery and all that stuff and then it gets <laughs> to like big characters and themes and you've like got your gangster films but like there's something about the 80s and one of the things i love is we talk in generalities about the 80s but genres were so heavily defined within the 80s like there were horror movie villains in the 80s and there were like oh, yeah. action movie <laughs> villains in the 80s but everything was a character it was big it was exciting it was it it could be heady but that wasn't the purpose of it the purpose of it was to capital e entertain and that's mm. one of the things that i've i love about the like just 80s culture in general is that most of it and especially now there's been resurgences and rebuilds and every time like they take a total recall and they like move it they're like what if colin farrell was broody and what if he was like and it is like what if they had three tits and it was arnold schwarzenegger ripping <laughs> people's eyes out it's like yeah <laughs> That's cool. cool. Like, that's what the 80s was all about was just like these big, fun, capital E entertainment things. They were and very the, flamboyant. Yes. There was and a the, flamboyancy the, to them. And the villains, I think, very much benefited from that. I I fully agree with that. I think flamboyance, Mia, is like the perfect mm -hmm. term. Like, villains were big and brash and villainous in the mm -hmm. 80s. Um, they were as about as mustache twirly as you could get. You know what I mean? Like, it was very like, ha, 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 I'm a villain. 
and you're like, yes, we know. Like by the fact that you're killing good guys, you're the villain, but you like are really well, driving it home right now. Um, but the, the the villains were so big. It's like you do got you like got you've got this biggest con, and you know, like or you've got villains like. Like Tony Montana would just has a pile of cocaine on his desk. Like sure. you've got this so, but it's all so big and yeah. fun. Now oh. I will, uh, one, one thing I want to ask, um, you know, before we get to listing is what criteria did you use to whittle down? Because obviously tons of movies came out in the eighties. Right. Tons, 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 tons. It was the advent really outside of like exploitation films. The 80s were really where like low budget slock schlock movies started popping up like left and right. Like there was tons and tons and tons of movies. So what criteria did you use to like whittle that down to a list? I tried what to aim pl- for quintessential. Okay. So like defining okay. villains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you, are, are like, did you specifically stick to like, here's a weird question. Human villains. Like, is it like, no, I did not. Okay. All right. I love that. Perfect. (laughs) See, I didn't either. I'm, I'm with Mia on this one, but I essentially, uh, and I love to say this, even though now I I don't know if who's done it more, but pulled a cue and I essentially, I essentially did categories of villains Same. so they're defining ones and and i'll and when it comes to 80s culture and this list in particular i leaned really heavily on the ones that impacted me in mm. a way but also ones that i associate with the decade so there are some that i considered like major villains or major movie bad guys that I sure. don't necessarily associate with the eighties. Sure. So they're not on this list. Um, but everything for me, it, on all, all of these fall into some sort of category. And then my number one is, is quite nostalgic and, and I, also falls into the category. I love that. I'm very excited. I will say I did the same. I, all of my uh, choices, define what i would consider a genre of villain uh, a type of villain or or from a definitive type of film uh and all of mine when i think back on them that's what i think of as far as the 80s mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think yeah. of like this time period all of these people existed so i think we're all on the same page here and i'm excited to dive right in so i say let's do it let's get to this villain list List. This, is where we do. this is where we make a list. A list. List. Oh man, this is this is gonna. I have a feeling we're gonna have some divisiveness here. Where where to start? We're gonna have some agreement. Uh, Mia, I am yes. most interested in your number five. Uh, lay it on us. What do you got? He was mentioned earlier. Um, my number five is Scarface. Scarface, diddly babe. He was on (laughs) the original theme song they they were gonna go with, but they thought it wasn't like threatening enough enough? for the movie. Originally, it was gonna be Scarface, diddly babe. (laughs) 
see his little friends. Wada, wada, wada. <laughs> Mountains of cocaine. Doo, 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 doo. Don't they were going to do the intro. They're going to do the intro like an 80s sitcom. So he was just going to, it was going to be him like smiling oh, to wow. the camera. Uh-uh. Giant pile of cocaine. Shooting people. Starring giant pile of cocaine. <laughs> that would actually, uh, I, I hope someone makes a video exactly like that. I really, really do. Please, so, someone, one of our listeners, please put a video together exactly I like that. It, I, I do have to say, uh, I find it interesting. I know you name checked it earlier, Jay and Mia. It's on your list. Um, I don't know. Mm. Maybe this shows my moral compass. I don't know that I would describe him as the villain of that film. I understand the things he does are villainous, Mm. but I think ultimately, I don't know that I would class like there's no one other than like drug addicts, I guess, that he is really like villainizing, if that makes sense. Like, he other than other criminals, he is not really if anything, maybe he's an anti-hero. Hot take. <laughs> Scarface is actually an anti-hero. Here, here, here's the thing. I know I name checked him earlier, and and he was he was in the list of like bad guys that I was ranking. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's the difference, in my opinion, Q is he was on a list of bad guys from 80s movies. He's a really bad guy. Like he's breaking a lot of laws. He's murdering a lot of people. He kills a lot of federal agents there at the end. He's, you know, he's chopping people's arms off with, with chainsaws. Like he is a villain in, in, in humanity's terms. He, he ended up not being on my list for the very reason that you're mentioning. Cause I was like, He's not really a movie villain. He's just a bad guy. Right. He's like, like a bad there guy. is no there is no real hero to his villain, if that makes right. sense. You know what I mean? There's no there's no person that he's fighting against other than the American system, I yeah. guess. But I but I will I'll support him being on the list because he is a villainous person. He is a yes. villain. But That's just why not he's my villain of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. was more I, I wasn't trying to discredit your choice at all, Mia. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just inviting conversation as to how it yeah. made itself on your list. Yes. I did think of it. I, I had that conversation in my head, though. He, yeah, Interesting he was definitely choice, at the bottom because his entire movie was basically just him being a bad guy, not necessarily yeah. <laughs> that there was this... this uh, across from him good guy to ensure he was a bad guy also by today's cancel culture standards uh al pacino would probably be a bad guy for performing that entire movie in brownface uh so you know it's pretty it's pretty wild that that is even a movie that is like i mean because let's be honest there are movies that get canceled for way less nowadays no no outside of surprised it hasn't so we should maybe like tread lightly let's not get the internet <laughs> riled up no no, no. i'm not Looks saying like well no i'm not that's fine i'm not saying <laughs> i made or want to reenact scarface i'm just saying it's pretty no, no. wild to me because that that always stuck out to me al pacino is like the farthest in my mind from a hispanic actor 
Yeah. Yep. So it always blows my mind when you go back to movies like that. Like even to be fair, and I've used this example a lot. Ben Kingsley, Kingsley. Is Gandhi. <laughs> I was about to. That was my example as well. But I did find out I was corrected after the fact that apparently he does have Indian heritage, Pakistani heritage. Uh, so that made it a little bit better. But that there is no denying that they slathered that dude in brown makeup. Yeah. To make this movie. Aside from that, you also have uh, actors like Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit. Yeah. The, is it the first one or the second one? Where he plays an Indian character and he is a super white dude. Like he's doing the Apu level accent and everything. Like it's it's rough. It's wild. It's It's, wild. It's it's like Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's bad. Like it is rough. It's wild. It's wild. And that's not saying that like Fisher Stevens, good actor. Like I like him and a lot of things that I've seen, (laughs) but that choice blows my mind. Um, And Scarface is always one of those. I, I don't know that I love Scarface as much as like every rapper on MTV Cribs ever, because they all seem to be like obsessed with it. They're all like, check out my 15 bedroom mansion. And here's my 37 copies of Scarface on DVD. And it's like, why? I don't know. Or like a huge um, picture poster, poster of it. Yeah. Here's my giant huge. poster of Tony Montana. All right. I have cool. this framed in diamonds. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, here's my giant pile of cocaine. I have and, that framed in diamonds. And my copy of Scarface on DVD. I have that framed I don't have that framed really because you got to open the case for that, but I got it surrounded by diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Just have it laying on a table surrounded. Um, but the table is like made of diamonds. Thank you. It, it, interesting choice. I like it. I love that. You always bring a fresh perspective to our proceedings. Jay, Thank you. what do you got? Um, I will say that Tony Montana is pretty close to the, the villain in number five for me, because mine is a group of monsters called the Gremlins. Oh, nice. A My gaggle, a gaggle of villains. A gaggle of villains. Yes, I think it's called a gaggle. Um, no, Gremlins is sort of, it's number five because it is a group. It's a, a large group. But when I think of 80s bad guys, when I think of 80s things that left an impression, just the the practical effects level and what they accomplished with the gremlins, the humor in that movie, but just the general force of evil that those things are led by Spike. I just, I love it. I love that movie. I love how dark it gets. I love how evil the gremlins are uh, in counterpart and juxtaposition to how great um, um, oh, Gizmo, Gizmo is. Thank you. Gizmo is. It's just, yeah. So number five for me was kind of my collection of a lot of 80s nostalgia crammed into the practical effects of the decade in the form of Gremlins. I love that. Fun fact, for those who don't know, I tell people this often and people are usually surprised. Howie Mandel, voice of Gizmo in Gremlins. (laughs) Pretty awesome. Weird. Should we call them the vortex of villains? The vortex. Ooh, a villain, villain vortex. vortex. Hashtag yeah. villain vortex. Okay. Uh, I will say Gremlins is a solid choice. Uh, once again, not one that I would necessarily think of because I think of it as like a group of just like little 
right like, mischief causing things but you're right like it is it is very villainous um i also have to ask uh have you guys seen i know i've talked about it a bunch and for those who are listening that haven't seen it please go watch the key and peel skit about yo uh the adding of characters into gremlins 2 is maybe one of the funniest like inside baseball sort of meta skits about the making of a movie ever uh and the whole concept is literally just like brainstorming in a studio about weird things like first thing that pops into your head that could be in this movie they do it all and then the joke is at the end they're like all of these crazy sounding things are actually in gremlins 2 uh oh my which God. is hilarious because yeah. gremlins 2 is like an insane movie yeah and, uh, and let me note it is not uh gremlins 2 that's on my list uh sure let me also note, you know, I even do though, love Gremlins too. <laughs> even though Hulk Hogan is great in that movie. Yeah, actual Hulk Hogan. Um, actual that's a good choice, man. Thank you. That is a actual brother, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, I will say that my number five is probably closer on the spectrum to Jay's choice than Mia's choice. Mm. My number five is The Predator from Predator. Uh, honorable mention for me my man yeah. he was Same. An on, on, oh, i could good. watch the original predator movie now we're not talking about predator 2 with danny glover i'm talking about the original, i have a soft spot for that movie it's, it's fine but he's not an action that, star i get it i get it but let's say i mean nothing is cooler than a superhuman half invisible predator going toe to toe with arnold in his oh my. prime oh you know my what i God. mean like God. this is this is peak level arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> doing what he does best which is deliver one liners and break and kick alien ass and not only that, you've got not only Arnold, but you've got peak level Jesse Ventura in there. You've got oh my God. Uh, as, Carl, as Weathers. Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. it's looking so good. Man, that you've movie. Got... And um, oh, uh, he just uh, there was a guy in there who just passed away recently, isn't there? Um, uh, I don't remember, but I also think of uh, uh, Shane Black also making an acting appearance in the original Predator. Before uh, he directed a not great uh, version sequel. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, so for me, the Predator Alien is one of those like quintessential. When I think of the 80s, man, I think of this like villain. Mm -hmm. This is a space dude that comes down and fucking hunts people. Like, that is, I don't know how you get more villainous than like, there's no there's no arguing with me. I'm hunting you for sport. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's, it's so badass it well, and not only that is it birthed uh, a franchise you know it's such For it was sure. such a lasting villain that not only did it birth a franchise it has crossed over into other franchises and started yeah. assassinating assassinating villains from other movies exactly may i say uh if i had to rank the like predator movies i'm only gonna rank two because i think two are are actually really good mm -hmm. one the predator one Pred predator mm -hmm. and then uh predators the uh nimrod and tell movie that was produced by robert rodriguez that came out with um 
that was the uh, one Adrian Brody, and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. That like, also that movie is badass. Doesn't it have Topher to Grace that. in it as well? Yes. Yes, and, and he's a, uh, like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Oh my god! Like Danny here's Trejo. The, I really Mia, need to here, watch it. Mia, here's the premise of that movie, and I'm not. I won't give anything away, but I want you to enjoy it. But here's basically the premise: is the most dangerous types of people from Earth are picked up and dropped into a place together to survive against a predator. And they're so they're like Danny Trejo is a cartel member. Oh, Adrian Brody is like, um, is like a, a special forces guy. Like, Walton and they Goggins all, is like a, is, a, a, uh, is like a serial killer. Who, I was just yeah. about to ask who the serial yeah. killer person was. There but he's a racist, one. a racist. He is a racist killer. serial killer. He's like a race, a race. What do you call it? Yeah. Murderer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's uh, I it, agree. It's also good. Lawrence Fishburne plays like a like a dude who's been like living on this planet, surviving the predators for a long time. It's 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 a really cool outside oh of the original Predator. It's probably my second favorite Predator movie. All right. All right. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Um. So, yeah. So that's my number five <laughs> Predator from the Predator. Uh, Mia, that brings us to you. Back again, number four, what you got? My number four is the Xenomorph. Ah, uh, from Ooh, Very related. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. From Alien. Because Alien is from the 70s. But... Aliens has like the queen that's, xenomorph. That's why. That's, that's the why one. That's the one. That's why. That's why I asked. <laughs> because it, yeah, Alien. The first one's like 1979, 78, maybe. Mm. And we don't and want then, Twitter to revolt on us. But you know, you're talking sure. about the queen, the queen xenomorph yes. from Aliens that they find on uh, the planet that uh, Bill Paxton freaks out on. I can get behind that. Yep. Yeah, I that's scary as shit. By the way. Then it have one of the best lines that one get away from her you bitch. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes. It is because that's okay. where the, they find the little girl that's been yeah. living on that planet, um, or that been living also, on that base. Also, one of the best lines is "Game over, man. Game <laughs> over." <laughs> Classic Bill Paxton. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, that's Mm. that's a solid i'm all about it solid. so do you think like you think of the xenomorph when you think like 80s movie villains you think of xenomorph i think from xenomorph and then trickled down into the <laughs> aliens associate i think it was more like the because sure. you know the queen makes all the yeah and then yeah, that she came is out the with biggest the whole... and the badass and the scariest yeah and will... yeah so um there was a line in a uh little flow in that movie where it was bill paxton was talking to vasquez and said does anyone ever confuse you for a guy and she's like no do they do that to you <laughs> uh, <laughs> that shit kills me every time also gonna blow your mind there vasquez also a white woman not at all hispanic also another actor I am doing also, brown yes face. I know. I Fucking know crazy, way. man. That shit was running rampant in the 80s. God they were like, we don't it, care, man. I saw an interview Son with of a her. Bitch. Uh, I used to listen to this podcast um, by this this guy, Matt Gorley, who was a part of uh, oh, yeah. Super Ego. 
And he used to interview, um, I, th- I think it's called I'm Not Famous or something like that. Um, but he used to interview like side characters for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he interviewed that woman and she is also, so she's Vasquez in um, Aliens, but she's also the mom, the Irish mother with children in Titanic. Um <laughs> What? Like you actually like see a scene of her like tucking her children in or something. She that's her. Um, she's also in, I want to say like the untouchables with Kevin Costner. She's like in a bunch of shit as like these side random these side, side character. People. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she apparently like made really good friends with James Cameron uh on the set of Aliens, and he has like put her in a bunch of his stuff that came after that totally wild wow did you look her up joey no i was looking up there's another guy that i can't remember his name but he's usually like a gang member but he has done that as well he has played like seven or eight different ethnicities through a handful of movies he's always cast as different things so i was trying to oh oh but he's like a bigger name actor yeah 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 he's got got a buzz um, mustache and stuff i think he was in training day but i was trying to look him up and i forget his name and it's gonna kill me but he is he's also done that i think he's Uh, middle eastern but he always plays like hispanic or jewish uh, or all these other i think he's in that if we're talking about the same guy only i love it i think thank you i i think that's a solid choice too like I said, unconventional choices, but I'm here for it. I am here yeah. for it. You are the spice in High Five the Podcast. Hello, spicy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this one, I may follow Mia on the unconventional choices. And number four for me, I felt was sort of my step out of what might normally classify as an 80s villain. But this one made a real impression on me. And it's, it's a real like person-esque villain. Uh-huh. And it's Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, sure. Um, oh my Michael, goodness! Classic Michael Rooker. Um, it's the it's one of the movies that makes. I think it's it's what established him in my mind as I'm always sort of scared of Michael Rooker, and it's sure. because he's so good in this movie. And the movie is literally just a brutal following of a guy who's a sociopathic serial killer going around committing crimes and yeah. it was written by a guy um oh i forget mcnaughton i think is his name but he was working on a horror movie for a studio and they only gave him like ninety thousand dollars he's like well i can't do anything with monsters in it and i can't do anything with like aliens in it so he saw a story on 2020 about henry lee something 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 i, I don't know all the serial killer names but he saw a story it was like serial killers are fucking scary so he wrote this movie and it's horrifying and he is villainous and he is an evil person. And when it comes to that type of serial killer type villain, I don't know. There's something about that movie that always sticks with me. So hmm. he's, he's number like four that. for me. I find that interesting. Once again, and you're right. Absolutely. Unconventional in the sense that that's an in, that's an interesting movie. He is definitely a villain in that movie. But I would also again kind of classify that one as he's he's not really he's like villainous to the human race, but uh-huh. in the movie he's not necessarily like villainizing someone specific. It's kind of just anyone it's who everyone. crosses his path. Right. 
So yeah. that's why I think I think it's uh, I think that's interesting. Um, I love that you guys went that direction. Well, um, and again, it's what you were saying earlier, Q, is there are so many different so many. variations of evil to choose from. And then like <laughs> the 80s, for some reason, decided to really explore <laughs> the idea of villains. And sure. so I was just trying to think of anything that left an impression that was evil from the 80s. And that, for whatever reason, that one still sends chills up my spine when I watch it. That movie is so affecting. I, I will agree. It is definitely an effective, dark film. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. not watch that movie. I should not <laughs> watch that movie. You will not like it. Will make you, it will make you sad and, uh, and unhappy. Oh. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a good movie. I think my number four is also going to be surprising. And I think my number four is surprising mainly because I think you'll be shocked at how low on the list it is. Uh, my number four is Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Nice. Um, good choice, though. Very good choice. Yes, very good choice. I think of, when <laughs> I think of like a suit wearing, maniacal, bad guy i think of hans gruber you know what i mean yeah. i think of like that quintessential like it just screams 80s to me oh my god um, it does and alan rickman embodies that role like no other yes and i feel like he was the first of many tropes that would mm -hmm. come later yes of you know borrowing like the uh the accented terrorist and the corporate espionage style terrorist and you yeah. know terrorists before then it always kind of looked more like you know jungle warlords as opposed to like <laughs> a dude who would file your taxes and right. this was the first time that i think that you kind of saw that so but it's lower on my list because simply for the reason that you guys have listed so far is like it made an impression on me but it didn't make as huge of an impression as the next three choices that I have. Yeah. Um, but very villainous. I mean, going toe to toe with John McClane and the U S financial system, I guess. And <laughs> uh, maybe having one of the most fun villain deaths uh, ever. Yeah, and fu Pretty fun great. factoid, Jay. I know you you know this, but fun Love fact: it. when he falls from the building at the end, uh, that He's, fear in his face him. is real. Yeah, that's uh, that's a Love that's it. a real thing. They let him go on the wrong count, and he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> as you amazing. would, yeah. No, as um, any normal actor uh, would. Yeah. So that's my number four, man. Hans Gruber, Die Hard. I love it. All right. Mia, number three. Uh. <laughs> My number three is Terminator. Mm, good one. <laughs> I, I will like take that, that reaction. <laughs> and only appropriate for the first film. So I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, that's a good choice, man. Terminator is... Uh, <clears throat> Oh. Terminator is an interesting character and he is definitely the villain in that first movie. Like undecidedly, he is an unstoppable killing machine. And he is a very quintessential eighties mm -hmm. uh, icon. I it, like even 
bad guy, good guy, doesn't matter. That character is an icon in, within the 80s culture You're spectrum. a big James Cameron fan. You got two James Cameron films on your list. Do I? Aliens and Terminator. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I don't, I, yeah. Like, I know directors, but I don't know like what they... Well, those were we like need to do his... an, we need to do an episode on John uh, James Cameron, and then Mia can look up his filmography and be like, "Oh my goodness, I love all of these." <laughs> so uh, don't spoil it for a cue. Don't tell her any. All right, Let deal. Him, we'll make uh, it be James, a surprise for the episode. Yeah, James Cameron is maybe like one of the like those quintessential directors ever, and I think those yeah. were his first two films. I think he those did, are big. He did Piranha. Uh, oh right! In like the, the <laughs> Everybody forgets. Movies. I forget that. Then he did uh, Terminator, and then he did uh, Aliens. I think he got Aliens yeah. from Terminator. Yeah. Wow. I think so. That's some career trajectory for you, right there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a solid choice, man. I dig that. Ar Thank another you. classic Arnold involvement. If if Arnold isn't in one of your movies on your list, you're doing something wrong because that dude Fact. was the 80s. He was. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number three. <laughs> my number three isn't an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, no! My number three is Hans Gruber. Oh, nice. So not, not as shocked that it's lower on the list then. Well, it's honestly for the same reasons that you said is I think that he kind of encapsulated and he for me is the human corporate schmarmy 80s villain, you yeah. know, and a, there, there are a lot of those. And honestly, there are a lot of those that do pop up in those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, but Hans Gruber, I think, is the quintessential example of that. I and I mean, Q, I'll just end up parroting a lot of what you you had said, but that's why he's number three on my list. I think the the ones that are higher up in my list made more of an impact or they're just genres that I personally enjoy more. Um, but when it comes to the smarmy businessman, 80s action movie villain, Hans Gruber is my choice for that genre, that category. And it's number three on my list of preference. Okay. No, I, I dig that very much. Um, let me, uh, I, I, I love that choice because it apes mine. So uh, <laughs> I will say my number three is a stark departure from either of those choices. Um, but more in line with Jay, maybe your number four. Um, my number three is Freddy Krueger. Um Freddy Krueger yeah. is one of those like horror icons that defined a generation. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he came out and he was everywhere, dude. They had animated Freddy Krueger series. They had music. They had like <laughs> Will Smith recorded Nightmare on My Street. Like there's literally yeah. like he hosted. They had like an anthology horror series that was like Tales from the Crypt, but featuring Freddy Krueger. He hosted children's shows, man. Like Rob, Robert England was a god, dude. It was next level. Like Freddy Krueger, like I said, defined a, a the eighties for me. He's not my number one because there were ones that like defined more of like that I enjoyed more. Um, I can honestly say that I was very aware of Freddy Krueger as a kid, but I didn't actually watch the Nightmare on Elm Street movies until I was much older. 
because oh really as jay knows that's not really my thing like i've never seen them and that's fair um i know it's not go watch them they're good the first one definitely no mia probably wouldn't dig that though she doesn't like horror movies uh and the first one is arguably the scariest out of all of them. The rest <laughs> is. Get like more silly. insane yeah. and silly. Uh, dr- you know, we're looking at you, Dream Warriors. Although you're one of my favorites, um, it's my second favorite. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, yeah, Freddy Krueger is one of those villains that like defines. Like I feel like that sort of pop culture awareness could only have happened in the 80s like i feel like mm-hmm. there's no serial killer movies that are going to come out now that they're going to make like kid shows out of you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we're too we're too quote-unquote woke for that shit now but back then they're like yeah he's in a hard r-rated movie fuck yeah you can host a kid's cartoon series for sure like, he's that's... zany he gives one-liners before he murders teenagers come on yeah. We're talking the eighties <laughs> when they were making RoboCop action figures for kids. That's yeah. another one. It's like RoboCop is the most non-kid friendly movie ever. Maybe really instead, instead, some studio executive was like, you know what? That's fine. Like, uh, we'll just cut out those parts. But hey, you know that uh whatever the fucking the walking robot thing uh the i'd buy it's like robots robot. yeah he's yeah, like kids he like robots that shit's cool they also like cops boom robot cops <laughs> nailed it <laughs> let's we'll sell them some cigarettes while we're at it um so yeah so n- my number three freddy krueger blue shaka there it is <laughs> all right um we're so that takes bad- us into our commercial break the topsies uh, of the badsies and then we come back and we hear of some of you guys' nightmares, if you will. <laughs> Those were some villainous sponsors. Those were scary. 
those yeah. those were <laughs> those kidnapped my parents and threatened to murder them if I didn't pay a ransom. They were I had <laughs> I had to change my underwear. You did. You did. Yeah, so, so scary. I mean, well, you had to, but you didn't. But you had to. Like, you let's not discuss it. Hey, Mia, what's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in poo. What's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> that is layered. Oh. Um, I wish it my... wasn't. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I wish true. it wasn't true about my poo. But it's Give us poo. Two. It's number two. <laughs> 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 My number two is Gozer. Ooh. Nice. That's a good one. That is a good pull that I didn't even think of. (laughs) Me neither, and I'm kind of sad. I can say that I should have, because Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies, but I didn't, and so I am so glad and impressed that you pulled that. Thank you. Uh, what about Gozer screams evil villain to you, Mia? Tell us your history with Gozer um, the Gozerian. So also, sorry, one of the laziest namings ever, Gozer the Gozerian. <laughs> yep. They just, just they, repeat they, they the heard same Gozer thing. and they're like, oh man, Gozer sounds cool. What's where's she from? Doesn't matter. Gozerian. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool, cool perfect. That <laughs> no, you know yeah. my you know my friend uh, Arkansas. Where's he from? He's from Arkansas. <laughs> oh, oh perfect like got it yeah of course um i i actually picked um my choice for him wasn't from a favored uh um thought process like okay. he's not my favorite villain but sure. i was like mm, this this movie what is a staple it's it yeah. was a staple even still in the nineties. Like it's it's continued to be a yeah. staple. Ghost um, Ghostbusters is an eighties icon, and therefore yes. its villain is iconic. Yes, but even even past that, I just I enjoyed how the villain came about. It wasn't mm-hmm. by at that point, at least from my consideration, in a traditional means, even for the eighties. It was still yeah. eclectic. In, amidst the eclectic nature of 80s villains um oh, sure and i loved that i loved yeah. that because it, it started with like uh you know the bad stuff and the painting and then uh my yeah. girl's a journey and then from there and i'm like <laughs> I, I like this i like this it just kept going um so th- that is why i picked gozer i love it i think that's I a do. solid choice and like i said kicking <laughs> myself that i didn't even think of it uh, here I am calling myself an 80s movie fan, and I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay, what do you got? So my number two is it's another category type, but it's one of my favorite categories of movies, which is horror movies. You got mm. a lot to choose. You got a lot to choose from when it comes to 80s horror. So, you I mean, you've got your pinheads which was up there for me for a while. Uh, you've got your, you know, your Jasons and your all those. My number two is Freddy Krueger. Q, you're you're just a step ahead of me, but I just like horror movies a bit more than you do. I, I mean, everything you said, when it comes to 80s villains, horror villains are iconic. Like that was the, the decade when we were starting franchises around people murdering people. 
<laughs> for sure it's crazy <laughs> like we're like hey what are the kids like hey remember that psychopath in the woods that cut up a bunch of sexy teenagers with a machete it's like yeah we should make a thousand of them it's like well, the okay craziest, well, <laughs> the craziest yeah, part yeah. about that though is not only were we making franchises around serial killers because we kind of do that now with like the hatchet yeah. series and stuff the difference was people were like rooting for the serial killer you know what i mean like back then they're like all right so hear me out it's gonna be a franchise about a child molester that makes knife gloves and haunts people in their dreams right cool Nailed also <laughs> also he's kind of the main character and will be the one you root for through all the movies okay <laughs> so like we're we're bringing on the top writers and they're going to write the best lines of dialogue. It's like, great. So when the guys kill Freddy Krueger, they say a quip. No, Freddy has the best lines of the whole movie and he murders everyone. Yeah. Like, and oh. also, hey, do you remember when I mentioned that he's a child molester before? Great. He's going to host a kid's show as a yeah. you know, part of this thing. That sounds good. Part, is he he's gonna host though like pre-burns no 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 with all the burns with all the lights oh my god yeah <laughs> i had no idea about this i am getting Dude, educated today. so much cocaine you're getting in the 80s fred so much i am getting fredicated tony tony montana levels of cocaine going on in these writer rooms people are just like <laughs> yeah that sounds good i don't care that sounds fucking awesome he's gonna host a kid yeah. show that's fucking great who else have we got will smith cool he's gonna do a music video great is freddie gonna rap in the music video he will oh my god that's that's fucking awesome i love it let's do it let's make like i don't know let's make like 10 of these okay wait wait let me, let me ask a question let me ask a question and i mean this in all seriousness can Freddie's mom be a nun who gets raped by a thousand maniacs? Please say yes. Please say yes. Yeah, Please absolutely. Yes. Let's do yes! it. Fuck yeah, who cares? Yes. Yeah, fuck yeah, who cares? <laughs> so <What? laughs> that's literally, that's literally, it's almost, I feel like we we talked about the key and peel skit of uh, Gremlins 2. I almost yeah. feel like that needs to happen with the Freddy franchise. They're like, also, and then get, get check this shit out. Kids become fucking superheroes, but they're like mind superheroes, right? And they're fucking fighting Freddy in his realm. They're fucking, I don't know, dream warriors. That's fucking cool as shit. One of them is a wizard. Oh one of them rides a motorcycle. One of them, Freddy becomes a motorcycle and then is him. Wait, what? Doesn't make sense. What? Doesn't fucking matter. matter. In the movie. <laughs> so that's why Freddy is my number two, is that it takes everything that, like, Pinhead, <laughs> Pinhead is villain. He might be my favorite, like, horror movie creation. Mm, but sure. I think Freddy encompasses everything that's scary about, like, Michael Myers and Jason, like, the unstoppable killers mm. and everything that's gro gratuitous and flamboyant about the, about 80s. the 80s and totally. it pushes them together in this and i don't want to say perfect amalgamation but an amalgamation that couldn't exist anywhere else no and, and we know this because even like new nightmare and they've tried to redo freddy with like a more modern sensibility and it and it capital does capital not capital work like yeah. he doesn't exist outside of the eighties mentality of grotesque and flamboyant somehow together. Yeah. I, I could mm. not agree with you more. I think that's a wonderful choice. Um, I will tell you 
that my number two, I have flip-flopped so hard back and (laughs) forth between my number two and my number one. Oh. My number one, you'll find out for reasons why it's my number one. But my number two is maybe what I think of when I think of the 80s, and it was even resurrected as a meme in 2016. My my 80s villain, number two, is Biff Tannen from the Back to the Future series. He's my honorable mention. Biff he Tannen. He was my number one honorable mention. Biff Tannen, to me, is the 80s like this dude even though he exists in all these time periods right like he is he is something that existed in the 80s which is this like bad guy bully right like we were super against bullying in the 80s and bullies were always like the same kind of tropes they're just like i'm gonna push you in this locker and call you a chicken and steal your lunch money nerd you know what i mean it was all like this like (laughs) It was like this perfect distillation of what a it means to be a bully. And I guess. and let me and let me can I I want to throw in my Stephen King nerd card here because he totally capitalized on that because in the eighties we were like memorializing the fifties, which was the I'm gonna wear a white shirt and I'm gonna roll up cigarettes in my sleeve and I'm gonna beat you senseless totally. if you don't. And so that was being reborn in the eighties, and I do think Biff Tannen. And then again, the 80s going back to 1950, he was the right. bully. It was just, it's a great... Going well, back to the 1800s, bully, he was yeah. also still the bully. <laughs> and also, what happens when a bully grows up and becomes powerful? He becomes Donald Trump. That's exactly 80s. what happens. And that's why I said it became a meme in 2016, because he essentially had Biff Tower, and he <laughs> looked, acted, sound, and talked like fucking donald trump like that Seriously, was there no. that was the thing and so uh now granted only the first two back to the future movies happened in the 80s uh one and but two. still but let's be honest those are Count. the best ones anyway uh the third one is kind of like eh, fine uh but and Biff- back to the future is an establishment of the 80s it didn't like exactly. start it, it yeah it it was 80s. It felt like 80s. It was, you know, it just screamed 80s. And he is that bully. You know what I mean? I always mm-hmm. picture him. You know, I still, when my kids act dumb, and they do that a lot because they're my kids, but when they <laughs> do that, I still will knock on their head and be like, McFly, hello, yeah. McFly. <laughs> I do that all the too. time. But like, not to my kids. Just I just do it to random people. <laughs> McFly punch. <laughs> I will assault head, Elijah. Stranger. I will assault Elijah Wood in every diner I go in. Uh, that's true. Little known fact: Elijah Wood is that video game playing kid, or one of the video game playing kids in Back to the Future Two, mm-hmm. right? With the crazy yeah, ass future hats. Yeah, the cool like <laughs> shiny oil slick hat. Oh my god! Uh, all right, so. Uh, that's my number two. And that brings us to the piece de resistance of the eighties, man. Mia. All right. What is your number one eighties villain? I'm really nervous to say this. Uh, you should be. <laughs> I don't know why. I just felt uh, villainous. Don't don't be. Um, my number one is Vader. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
I know, I know the first movie was in 77, but, but Empire Strikes Back is my favorite one. <laughs> it was disqualified for me for that reason. Well, he's not an oh, 80s villain. Oh, my God. I uh, want to agree with you so bad, Mia. I but really, why? He's really a great do. I was he's fighting between villain. him and Hans as my number one. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, man, I just, I'm in it. You know what? It's your choice. You're allowed to have your list. Doesn't mean it'll end up on the ultimate list, but I want you to tell me why out of the eighties, like, why did it beat out Hans? Why did it be? Um, that's a really good question. I, I, <laughs> This is uh, why you were nervous because you were like, I don't know. I don't, this is the right choice. I don't know. This is why I've been staring at my list the whole time. This I'm was like, a tough oh. one. It's a tough one. That's um, I know that I picked him because I, so I watched the movies as an adult. I did not sure. watch them as a child. Um, so for the longest time, I didn't, I thought they were, I actually thought the first movie came out in 87. <laughs> None of them came out in 87. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, and then, and then I, I know that Empire Strikes Back was my favorite. And I was like, well, I always equated Vader to being an 80s villain growing up. I, I had always thought like, it, yeah, it, that's actually a very interesting point because for you, it was mm -hmm. based around the time frame and which, you grew up and watched the movies. Mm -hmm. So for you, he was more prevalent in the 80s than yes. he was in the 70s. Mm -hmm. the movie, well, especially if you gravitated towards Empire, because Empire yes. does have a more 80s sensibility. It was manufactured and created in, you know, early 80s. So, you know, if that's the one that you're always gravitating towards, it makes sense that that's the association. I wanted Hans because Hans is, I think, the epitome of the quintessential. He's the 80s. quintessential corporate bad guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he set There's, the standard. Exactly. Exactly. Like, haircut, suit, all of it. You will see. And, I, and that's the thing is, I had Vader on my list, but it was immediately mm -hmm. as I hit him, I was like, you know, I thought of him, but he's really, it's, you know, 77. And, you know, you could make the argument that, you know, he's a, and you know, obviously an anti-hero Q, you have the whole clone wars, Anakin backstory at your disposal. So there's context for you. And even Amanda now, it's, she's like on season six, man, she's deep. Dude, um, it's so good. But it's, so there's, there's that context. So I, I get it. I, uh, I mean, he's, he's an icon for sure, but yeah, he, he, I disqualified him mainly because of the 77 rule. He's not, he's not an, he's not an 80s establishment to me. He's mm -hmm. a sci-fi establishment. He's Star Wars. He's bigger than the 80s. Almost. Yeah. I will say that that's fair. I, 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 I admire your choice, but uh, it pains me. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. Don't be sorry. This is what this show is all about. You know, I don't mean it personally. I love no, of course. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes I just disagree, man. Uh, I'll be honest. Mine is more. My number one is more of a personal choice as well. So I feel. I mean, it definitely fits in into our category here. My number one is Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Great pull. Didn't even think about that. So here's but here's here's why. And and it really kind of came down to a process of he embodies everything that's great about the corporate mustache 80s grandiose villain. He left a super hard impression on me going out of the 80s. It's later in the decade when that movie comes out. And there is something so like he is the he's I mean, he is a cartoon, ultimately, spoiler alert, but he is the epitome of he is the epitome (laughs) of like what a villain is. You know, he's like one step removed from tying someone to a railroad tracks, but he also exists in this very 80s movie which is mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is, again, in the 80s, our love of 50s culture. So it has, like, the gumshoe. and the, it, So it embodies every... That movie is a Zemeckis movie. So Zemeckis, for me, sort of embodies a lot of that 80s spirit with sure. Back Here We mentioned all of that. And so through all of it, Judge Doom has such an impression on me. And to this day, I get creeped out by some of those scenes. Oh, my the, God, yes. His dagger dip- eyes... Dagger eyes, him getting run over by the steamroll. I mean, just you know, Christopher Lloyd's performance is just so it's wonderful. The dip scene is so evil. Like he's flat out evil in the movie yes. as well. He's not just he like a evil. cartoon villain. He's flat out human evil. It, I don't yeah. know. So my number one, he he kind of encapsulates everything that I love about all the other choices on my list mm-hmm. into that like perfect villainous diamond. Sure. I love it. I, I framed it I in diamonds. It. My headphones just died. Hold on. I got to switch headphones. That's what happened to me last week when we were recording, when I couldn't hear you guys. Mm. The other day? Head- uh, Yeah. When, when at the end I couldn't hear, it was my headphones had died like mid-recording and it wouldn't. I couldn't, so I couldn't hear. Wouldn't pick up. There we go. Back online, baby. Back online. Um, always keep a second pair of headphones just in case. I got three uh, near my desk. Nice. Woo, man, you guys are loud in these earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to my Phew. number one choice. And like I said, I went back and forth hard. Right. I went back and forth between Biff Tannen and this character, but ultimately I had to go I had to go with Biff, right? Uh I mean I had to go with with this one. Um for reasons. My number one villain of the eighties is Jack Nicholson in Batman eighty nine. He is nice. Okay. The, I love it. The he is the epitome for me of an 80s villain. He's flam. I mean, talk about flamboyant. He literally <laughs> dances to Prince music through a museum while spray painting artwork like flamboyant over the top, like feels of the 80s. You know what I mean? Just oozes the 80s feels kind of like a little sexy, a little weird, <laughs> a little, a little creepy, a little dangerous, a little dangerous. Um, so yeah, I, so yeah, man, I, that's a that's actually a great. When you said Jack Nicholson at first, I was like, 
from uh, from The Shining. He's pretty evil in that. Um, but I wouldn't classify him as a villain. Um, but man, no, yeah, his Joker is iconic. It's great. Yeah, and that's why I just had to, um, for me, when I think, you know, I mean, he's wearing a, like a chef's hat beret at one point. Like, he's <laughs> literally like, he is the 80s, you know, like um, that whole movie re- just drips of the 80s um, in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, and when I think of a villain, there is no villain to me bigger than the Joker. You know what I mean? Like in the pantheon of villains uh, across pop culture, Batman is my hero and right. the Joker is my villain. You know what I mean? Like those dudes for me are the perfect kind of yin and yang of that, that, uh, that setup. So, um, so yeah, so it, from, from the moment I, started this list i knew that it was going to be you know either biff tannen or the joker and ultimately the joker edged out biff tannen just because i think he's scarier he's more intimidating he is more unpredictable um well and biff tannen gets defeated in every one of those movies by every movie and to be fair the joker also got defeated at the end of (laughs) batman 89 but Um, not bob and Moore. that is true that is true um, he did die though, which Biff Tannen didn't do in any of the previous movies. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it for me, man. Number one is Jack Nicholson's The Joker from Batman '89. Oof, man! So we're all over the map with our with are, with we, these lists. We is really there, are. Is there a definitive list that exists? Um, for so. sure, Hans and and Freddy Krueger have to be on the list. Definitely. Uh, I, I would say, say Biff Tannen, since it was an honorable mention for both me and I, mm-hmm. and it was on mm-hmm. so high on your list. I'd Biff be cool Tannen with Biff being low, like taking like a four or a five spot with uh, Freddy Krueger, because I think ones that both were actually on shared lists should automatically earn higher yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, so Freddy Krueger, I'm almost leaning towards two. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm OK with that. Case. If not a, if not one, because we're so all over the place with our ones, um, I, I wouldn't be against that because for me he is extremely culturally relevant to the decade and he is so iconic and he's persisted in his frame and it hasn't been rebooted successfully. And I will agree with you that I do think that he is a character that can only exist in the '80s sensibility. You know what I mean, yeah. like. He worked best in the 80s, in the time frame that he came out. So I'm almost leaning towards that being number one and maybe Hans being... Number two? I'd almost say number three. Yeah. Jay, you had him at three. I had him at four. So I feel okay. like I'm, I'd am i be fine with him moving up a notch. Biff, I can go either way. We could either throw him at number two or drop him down to like number four or five. Um, I'd be kind of whatever you guys feel on that one. I am okay. Let's put him at four for right now and see what else we come up with and see where other things land. Okay. All right. So now we just need two and five then. Two so to five. go, to go over uh, the lists, we have 
Predator, Gremlins, uh, Scarface, Terminator, Xenomorph, Gozer, uh, Harry, uh, mm. Judge Doom. Shit. There you go. I mean, Gozer is uh, a good a good one. Here's my only argument against Gozer, even though I love Gozer. Gozer is really only in that movie for like the, the last like five minutes of the movie. Yeah, I can see that, too. Um, so that'd be my argument there. Terminator, I really like because that's that is an unexpected choice that I didn't think of. Uh, <laughs> I do like Judge Doom a lot as well. Um, but so I could get behind I, that choice. I I would be fine with either of those. I like your Joker. I mean, honestly, Q, the main reason I didn't think of Joker is for whatever reason. And even though you mentioned how he so perfectly aligns with the '80s sensibilities, I never associate him right off the bat with '80s. I associate him with Batman or with Tim Burton. And sure, that's that's not the '80s fault. That's that's my. So that's why like when you said that, I was like, oh my yeah, it's really good. So like Terminator, Judge Doom, Joker, I could be fine with any of those three landing in any of the final two spots. Right, or well, you know, shifting around. I'll petition for the Joker then, because I do love I love the Joker and I do feel like he is very 80s. Uh and like I said, I mean it's a fucking print soundtrack. He dances around a party man. I don't know how much more 80s <laughs> well, you can get than that. Let me let me put this. Since Judge Doom is very cartoonish and theatrical and the Joker is, let's put Joker at number two and Terminator at number five. So we have Arnold on the list. All right. We need an Arnold villain. That. We need Arnold on the list somewhere. Somewhere, yep. He is the 80s. Like I said, yeah. the 80s doesn't exist without Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we have to follow your rule and put Terminator at number five because as an Arnold representation, and he's such a powerful force in that movie, and he's so – it's a great movie. All right, and it so gets James Cameron there? on the list too. That's right. <laughs> All right. So our top five for 80s villains – are. At number five, we have the Terminator. At number four, we have Biff. At number three, we have Hans. At number two, we have Joker 89. And at number one, we have Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking that's a pretty great list, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> like and, and it's fun because these some of these weren't even in my list, didn't even come up for me, but this list is better than my list. Same. I yeah. I agree. Same for me. Like some of these that are on the list didn't even pop up in my in my brain, but I'm very like when I look at that list, it screams 80s to me. It does. It and, 80s and across the genre map, too. Yeah. Yeah. We've got I love horror. it. Well We've done, team. Action. We've got slapstick. We've got people pleasing. Four quadrants. Arnold. <laughs> James Cameron. It's we're all over the place. It's great. Mm -hmm. We've done it again. All right. Well. All right, Q. I think I think it's time to wrap up and 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 yeah. we can get on we can get these we people gotta, back to their lives we got to turn off the lights in the writer's room the proverbial writer room but before we do let us remind you please as always go check out project nerd.com uh, for all of the nerd news that you need in your life when you're not doing that you can tune in to the uh, project nerd podcast network we have 
around eight or excuse me, 12 different series uh, for all your nerd tastes and likes. Uh, we also would love for you to go check out Project Hyphen Nerd uh, on YouTube. There's tons of great video series on there, including video versions of some of our best podcasts. Go do all of those things. And last but not least, we still have a Patreon. Go give us money. Give us your money. Me want money. You give money. Me needy money. Important money. We've got some commentaries and some jinxies coming out on there that you'll be able to buy. So keep your head, keep your eyes open. And your wallets even more open. And your heart's open. We love each other. We love you. Give us money. Bye. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Crossing the streams? Maybe. See you next week. That's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.